Alhamdulillah, in Ahmadu, and a stain who wants to fear who won't mean to be here, and a talk and only. When I was a billah, he means Shururi and Fusina, women say Yati Amalina. May Yahdi Hillah, who fell a mudilla, or may you deliver who fell a hadiella. When I should do Allah, Ilaha illallah, Wahdahula Sharikala. ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يقولون لئن رجعنا إلى المدينة ليخرجن الأعز منها الأذل ولله العزة ولرسوله وللمؤمنين ولكن المنافقين لا يعلمون صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا معلمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لسان يفقه قولي دوش يفل Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home This great mujahid in Islam Hadrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an Perhaps the only human being in the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the time of Adam alayhi salatu was salam until the day of Qiyamah who holds this privilege and honor to marry two daughters of a Nabi no man in the creation of Allah from Adam alayhi salatu was salam until the day of Qiyamah holds this exclusivity and this unique privilege given only to Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an and two daughters of a Nabi that Nabi who is the most elite Sayyidul Awwaleen Wal Akhireen The Nabi who is the leader of all the Prophets The daughters of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam In fact Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said Uthman if I had more daughters one after another Without the slightest reservation I would have given all of them to your nikah This Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an the great mujahid in Islam is imprisoned in his own residence by the thugs these rebels that came from Egypt Kufa and Basra Wallahi my respected brothers these were people who did not have a clue of who Hazrat Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an was in fact these were clowns who came from different regions if they had the understanding of who really Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an was they would never dare to enter Madinatul Munawwara with the evil intention 
of deposing Hazrat Usman bin Affan radiyallahu ta'ala an from his position as a Khalifa. Allahu Akbar. That is why my respected brothers, in Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught the Ummah a very important lesson. And we need to take guidance from the Qur'an, from the words and from the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Al-Hujurat. And all of these historical events that have been narrated, mentioned, as believers we need to take heed and it is a lesson for the Ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالَةٍ فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ Before you accuse someone, before you attack someone, before you encounter someone, make sure you have verified the complete background information. Otherwise you could regret your action. And this is what happens. A lot of the time people from here say, collate information, take in information, and sometimes you will find that certain individuals are manipulated and they are used and abused in that manner and then they regret but it is too late Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَتَبَيَّنُوا be clever make tahqiq verify the sources of information verify all the information that is given to you just like the BNP leader very openly says that uh, in the Qur'an, the Qur'an speaks of stoning people to death. The Qur'an speaks of stoning people to death, rajam, and stoning women to death. Somebody should give him a copy of the Qur'an in English and say to him, can you find a single verse in the Qur'an that speaks of rajam? From Alif Lam Mim, until kul a'udhu bi rabbin nas not a single verse in the quran speaks of stoning someone to death lies on the contrary you will find that in the bible that is in the bible not in the kalam of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course in the hadith you will find it but to say that it is in the quran that is wrong and to say that islam doesn't give rights to women Again, we go back to the same issue. To verify. It's easy to speak. But speak with authority. Speak with the weight of Quran and the Sunnah with you. And for someone to say the Quran does not give any respect, Islam doesn't give any respect to women. Allahu Akbar. One entire chapter of the Quran is dedicated to Women only. Suratul Nisa. What is Nisa in Arabic? Nisa. What is Nisa? Women. What is Nisa? Women. Women. You will not find in the Quran Suratul Rijal. Men. Men folks. You will not find men folks. But you will find Suratul Nisa. And you will even find Suratul Maryam which you won't even find in the Bible. 
But Surah An-Nisa, one entire chapter from 114 Surahs of the Qur'an, one entire chapter, one very long chapter of the Qur'an is dedicated towards the rights of women only. How one must treat women. And this lunatic says that there is no respect of women in Islam, in the Qur'an. Hasha lillah, Allahu Akbar. Again, my respected brothers, going back to this very important subject of the Qur'an, Allah says, فَتَبَيَّنُوا Verify the information that is given to you. Make tahqiq of everything before you attack someone, before you launch an attack, before you impound someone, before you say something to some, someone that might be offended of your words. And then... If it is wrong, then you can't shrug your shoulders and say, the damage has been done already. It'll be too late, my respected brothers. And we have to be very, very careful at times if you dishonor someone who is close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one can even incur the anger and the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what's going to happen in the martyrdom, the shahadat of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and said to the people that I am a Khalifa, fine. Rule me in accordance to the Quran and the Sunnah. Have you got witnesses that can prove that the document in front of you has been written by Uthman bin Affan? Have you got key witnesses? And this is what Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and said. But they were adamant. They did not want to uh, verify who this letter was written by and where this letter came from. And even that person who was the carrier of the letter, who was the messenger of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. And when you attack not a wali of Allah but a sahabi of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala mentions in the hadith that the first fitna to hit the ummah of Muhammad Mustafa Mushtaba sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Qatlu Usman the martyrdom of Usman radiallahu ta'ala that is the first fitna of this ummah and it will end at Khurujud Dajjal when Dajjal comes that is the last fitna the fitna starts from Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, after his shahadat and his shahadat, and it will end at the coming of Dajjal. Words of Hazrat Hudayfa radiallahu ta'ala an, the man who knew all the facts with regards to the prophecies of the day of Qiyamah, and he was the keeper of those ahadis in which Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had mentioned all of the events that will unfold before the day of Qiyamah. All of the signs of the day of Qiyamah. Hazrat Huzaifa radiallahu ta'ala and had the complete information of that. And that is why he said that the first fitna of this ummah is Qatlu Usman. So we have to be very very careful. Individually and collectively. The people of Central Asia, they did not respect and honor the muhaddisin and the scholars of the time. They disrespected people like Imam Bukhari, who was from Uzbekistan and that part of the region. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished the people with the plague of communism for generations all of their lineage became murtad and kuffar for generations why disrespecting one scholar one scholar and this is disrespecting one sahabi of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and something that is even more transparent my respected brothers is the jewish people every sahab every nabi that came was of a jewish background every nabi that came was from a jewish background all of them the children of ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam as in the children of yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam so every nabi that came was of a jewish background and what did the jewish people do with anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam how were they how would they treat the prophets anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam disrespecting them dishonoring them in fact murdering anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam and how did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punish them my respected brothers allah disconnected the line of prophethood what did allah do disconnected the line of prophethood they were so anxious and so confident every nabi will come after isa alayhi salam he will also be a jew and they were waiting for that nabi to come who will be of a jewish background but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them disconnected the line of prophethood and nabuwwat was then transferred to the hashemi tribe of saudi arabia to the qurayshi people of arabia and rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam as an arab and the descendant of hazrat ibrahim alaihi salatu wasallam became khatamun nabiyyin and this is because of the anger of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so this is very very important my respected brothers before we we carry on one is zulm haste and anger go hand in hand together haste and anger and we have to be very very careful and this is what has happened if you study islamic history a lot of the times people have not verified the information and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says fatabayyanu make tahqeeq verify the information that is given to you now when we look at these rebels and the grudge and the hatred they have shown for this great sahabi whose name is hazrat uthman bin affan radiyallahu ta'ala an the question is my respected brothers why so much enmity with hazrat uthman bin affan radiyallahu ta'ala an were these people sincere mukhlisin were these people the true lovers of hazrat ali radiyallahu ta'ala an and were these people true to their claim that hazrat abu bakr umar and uthman usurped the khilafat and therefore khilafat is the right of hazrat ali radiyallahu ta'ala an and this jihad against the people of medina is something that is of great honor to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were they mukhlisin the truth is my respected brothers they hated hazrat usman radiyallahu ta'ala and they also hated hazrat ali radiyallahu ta'ala in fact they hated every sahabi every sahabi was hated
They hated Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and they hated Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Uthman and you will see also in the Khilafat of Hazrat Ali radiyallahu ta'ala an, and inshallah furthermore even in the during the, the, the seerah of Hazrat Hassan and Hussein radiyallahu ta'ala an, and the events of Karbala who were the people who assassinated and poisoned Hazrat Hassan radiyallahu ta'ala an, and who murdered Hazrat Hussein radiyallahu ta'ala an. Allahu Akbar. These were people who did not have love for any of the companions. And remember, this campaign of the munafiqeen is not something that emerged only during the time of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, but it goes back to the time of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And these were the hypocrites. These were the hypocrites. But the the brain, Munafikka Dimag, it was engineered by the Jewish lobby of Madinatul Munawara. Abdullah ibn Ubay, Abdullah ibn Sabah, all of these people were who the Munafiqeen. And these were the first people who used abusive language against Sahaba Kiram Ajma'een. The first people. To swear at Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also mentioned in Suratul Munafiqoon, my respected brothers. What did they say to Hazrat Uthman and Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and all of these great, great companions, my respected brothers? They said that these are the scums of society. <laughs> what did they call Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een? These are the comes of society. And the people of Makkah call Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in Sufaha. Sufaha. Foolish people. Foolish people. Mad people. And the Munafiqeen were more dangerous than even the Kuffar. Kuffar came with their identity. We believe in Lat and Uzza. We are Kuffar idol worshippers. We have nothing to do with Islam. And we hate Sahabi and we, 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 we don't respect Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the munafikeen call sahabai kiram ajma'een the scum of society. And this is mentioned in suratul munafikun. And they said that, يَقُولُونَ لَإِنْ رَجَعْنَا إِلَى الْمَدِينَةِ لَيُخْرِجَنَّ الْأَعَزُّ مِنْهَا الْأَذَلِ And the word azal is translated as the scum of society. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the scum of society are the munafiqeen. وَلِلَّهِ الْعِزَّةِ وَلِرَسُولِهِ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Honor is for Allah and honor is for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and honor is for the mu'mineen وَلَكِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ But the hypocrites have no knowledge. The hypocrites have no knowledge. And this campaign of the hypocrites started from the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And what I wish to explain is that so that people understand my respected brothers. Some of you might be thinking that all of a sudden what happens? Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een were attacked. Why? What is the reason? We need to understand that this goes all the way back to the actions of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the munafiqeen. When Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam made hijrah to Madinatul Munawwara, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the first thing what he did, 
was that he came into an agreement with the Jewish people, the Banu Qaynuqa and the Banu Qurayza and all of the tribes of the Jewish people in Madinatul Munawwara and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam made an agreement with them and the first clause of the agreement was that you are not to side with the people of Makkah you are not to side with anyone who comes to Medina with the intention to fight the Muslims of Medina that was the main clause and condition but Allahu Akbar at every opportunity the Yahud of Banu Qurayza, Banu Qaynuqa these were the first people to violate the treaty the agreement made with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam these were the first people who assisted the people of Makkah to come and to fight the Muslimin of Madinatul Munawwara now when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw this that betrayal after betrayal betrayal after betrayal Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam for the first time experienced the character of these Jews and the difficulty that Musa alayhi salatu wasalam went through Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam decided that the only solution is to completely cut off relationship with the Yahud to completely cut off relationship with the Yahud and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in anger said أَخْرِجُ الْيَهُودِ وَالنَّصَارَ مِنْ جَزِيرَةِ الْعَرَبِ This was the fatwa of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in order. And he said to the people, I want all of these Jews and Christians out from the Arabian Peninsula. Out, out, all of them out. Why? Because what I see from them is betrayal after betrayal. That these people are shameless people. They have no haya. And so he said to the companions, I want them out from Jaziratul Arab. Akhrijil Yahud wa Nasara min Jaziratil Arab. Now during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam pushed them out until Khaybar. Until Khaybar. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam pushed them out until Khaybar. A lot of the Yahud went back to the different zones. But those that wanted to settle in the Arabian Peninsula, they had to move as far as Khaybar. And so all of them were out and scattered far away from Madinatul Munawwara. And this again was something which the Jewish people disliked. And this hatred for Hazrat Umar and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and why? Remember Abdullah ibn Sabah, the Sabai sect. Who is Abdullah ibn Sabah? A Jewish man, a munafiq, but a Jewish man. And he knows exactly what has happened to his tribe in Madinatul Munawwara. And during the time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala, both of the Khulafa wanted to make sure that the wasiyah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is carried out. And Hazrat Umar pushed them away far even from the Arabian Peninsula. And those that were still left were pushed out by Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. And he banished all of them out, out, all of you out. And this was the hatred. And that is why 
they wanted to instigate strife, difficulty, fitna, turmoil against the people of Madinatul Munawwara. It was not uh, that they wanted Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. They knew that they could not fight the Muslims. It was extremely difficult to fight and wage a jihad against the Muslimin. And so what they decided is to adopt this role of being a hypocrite and to be a Muslim and to subvert and weaken the Muslims internally from inside. And so what they started to do, you will find some munafikeen that would praise Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and would go to the family members of Ahl Bayt and say, you people are right, you people are right. And these were tribes. And then you had some munafikeen who went to the tribe of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. Oh, Hazrat Usman is right, Hazrat Usman's family is good, Hazrat Usman is good. And then you had people who went to the tribe of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And then you had people who went to the tribe of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. And this is how they were working. And until now, my respected brothers, the Ummah is suffering. The Ummah is suffering. The Ummah does not need to fight with the Kuffar. The Ummah, Muslims are struggling with Muslims. The Muslims are struggling with Muslims. What is happening in Pakistan, what is happening in Afghanistan, what is happening in between Philistine and Egypt. And look at the, the political climate of the Muslimin, what is happening exactly. That you have the Mukhlisin, and then you have those people who claim to be Muslims. Who claim to be Muslims. Wallahu alam. And this is the struggle that Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een had to go through. That you had Munafikin everywhere. And the hatred of the companions was, because initially it was Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, and it was Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, that had banished all of the Jewish people and the Christian people out from the Arabian Peninsula. Now the question also is, my respected brothers, which is very important, this is foundation, we need to understand, inshallah ta'ala, as we progress, we will understand, everything will become very very clear, when it comes to the shahadat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an and the khilafat, the beginning days of the khilafat of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, even after 14 centuries you will find this concerted effort of people who wish to depict the companions in a way that they are untrustworthy, that they are unreliable. Sahaba ikram ajma'in. That they are untrustworthy. These are people who have no honor. These are people who don't speak the truth. And these were people who were in it for name and fame. For name and fame. Even after 14 centuries. Even today, Sahaba Ikram Ajma'een are buried. But you will find people still swearing at Sahaba Ikram Ajma'een. Aliyazu Billah. And in fact, they would love to see. They would love to see. And they would want to exhume the bodies of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an from the rawza of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now why so much hatred even now for Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een? Very very simple my respected brothers. Now just to give you an example, a lot of the scholars give this example. If you were to lodge a case to the tribunal a very important incident that might have occurred. And if you want to win that case, 
you have to make sure that you have solid proof and witnesses. If you have key witnesses, then surely you will win the case. So you need to have good solid foundation, good witnesses for a person to win the case. Now, when you study Islamic history, my respected brothers, the witnesses of Islam and the witnesses of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam are the companions. Sahaba kiram ajma'in. Who is the witness to the mi'raj of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Who is the witness? Sahaba. Who are the witnesses to Fath Makkah when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam conquered Makkah Mukarramah? Who are the witnesses of the Salah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam? How he performed ruku, how he performed sujood? Who are the witnesses of the zakah and the fasting of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Who are the witnesses of the hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Everything of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was witnessed by sahabai kiram ajma'een. And so if there's no credibility with your witnesses, then the entire foundation of Islam is weakened. The entire foundation of Islam is weakened. And so this is the strategy. This is the strategy and this is the ploy of the enemies to attack the honor of sahabai kiram ajma'een and to present them in a way that these were unreliable people, al-yazubillah. And that these were people at times who left Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam alone in the battle of Uhud. And you will find that they will pick and choose, pick and choose certain events in the Islamic history. And alhamdulillah everything has been answered for by our scholars. But they will pick and choose so that the people are confused in matters of sahabai kiram ajma'een. I have personally met some very good Muslims. And they are confused. And they say, you know, we don't understand this connection of Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. And how did Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an become a Khalifa? And then after him Hazrat Umar. And then after him Hazrat Uthman. And then after him Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. And this fighting between some of the companions, this argument, Allahu Akbar. Why my respected brothers? Because of our Iman is weak. Our Iman is weak. What we need to understand also is that sahabai kiram ajma'een are not ma'asum. Are not ma'asum. What is ma'asum? Infallible individuals. Only anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam are ma'asum, protected from sins. Major and minor sins. Sahabai kiram ajma'een are human beings. And at times if they have made any mistakes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven them with a surety, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the certificate of Jannah in this dunya. And this is how we need to picture sahabai kiram ajma'een. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, every Friday you will hear the imam saying, Allah, Allah fi ashabi. Brothers hear this khutbah? Huh? Is this, do you hear it? Allah, Allah, fear Allah, fear Allah, in understanding the status of my companions. Fear Allah, fear Allah in understanding the status of my companions. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, La tattakhidhuhum gharadam min ba'di. After my demise, make sure you don't 
make the companions a target. Gharada means a target. That you don't dishonor sahabai kiram ajma'een and disrespect them. And that you have their love and honor at all times. Why? Because if you love sahabai kiram ajma'een, you will love Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you hate a sahabi, naturally you will hate Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam because this is the connection. And this is what Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said. If you like me, you will like my Quran revealed to me. If you like me, you will like my Sahaba. And if you, if you dislike my Sahaba, you dislike Muhammad Mustafa. And if you dislike Muhammad Mustafa, you, you have no connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why in one hadith, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الَّذِينَ يَسُبُّونَ أَصْحَابِي When you see someone swearing at my sahabi, say to them, Allah, that may the curse of Allah be on you. What did Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say? If someone swears at a sahabi, what are you to say? Allah, may the curse of Allah be on you. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that the fire of hell will not touch that face who has seen the face of Muhammad Mustafa in the state of Iman, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi was giving glad tidings to sahabai kiram ajma'in. So we have to be very careful, my respected brothers, in understanding the maqam, the status of sahabai kiram ajma'in. In the last session that we mentioned, a lot of the sahabai kiram ajma'in were coming forward to assist Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. Brothers will remember that the bodyguard of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an is the son of Hazrat Ali. Is the son of Hazrat Ali. And his name is Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Abu Huraira was also inside being a student. He was a man who would always stay in the company of senior companions. And he was the student of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. So he was in the room with Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an sent a message to Hazrat Uthman that I have 500 people ready with me and prepared you are the Khalifa and you say yes we will fight the people of Egypt the people of Kufa and Basra but this great Mujahid said no I will not spill blood in the sanctuary of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in the haram of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Hazrat Zubair ibn al-Awwam, again, a great sahabi also offered. And he said, Amirul Mu'mineen, if you want, I will stay with you. Again, he came and Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and was saying, in fact, pushing the companions to get out of the house. And even Hazrat Mughira ibn Shu'bah and other companions including the wives of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam came uh, for the, towards the assistance of Ras- Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala for 40 days for 40 days Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala was fasting and for 40 days Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala in the night would read tahajjud for 40 days the rebels besieged the residence of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and they even denied him water to drink. 82 year old man. Can you imagine? An 82 year old man. And some of the rebels, these hypocrites would come and they would mock with the beard 
of Hazrat Uthman and they would pull the beard and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and say, don't you know that with this beard Allah's Nabi would even honor this beard and today you disrespect the beard of Uthman bin Affan and these were the people my respected brothers when a person is blind from understanding the status and the maqam of an individual Allahu Akbar that person is doomed that person is doomed forever and this is what they were doing for 40 days and the habit of Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was during the last days of his life one raka'at one Quran what? one raka'at one Quran and the wife of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an would say this that Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was the lover of the Quran yet people would come and scream and would threaten him and they would say Uthman today is your last day Uthman today is your last day and Hazrat Uthman would say I don't fear my life but I fear the ummah I don't fear my life but I fear the ummah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that if you murder me, you will be divided and disunity will be with you until the day of Qiyamah. And how true Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an was. Inshallah ta'ala, we will continue with this in the next session. Wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سمعنا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا رحمة الله